and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Chief Sports Writer Neil Allen and Head of Sport Mark McMahon to bring you bang up to speed with the latest from Fratton Park. The coronavirus may have shut down the news, but we're fighting on with our coverage and to give you your Pompey podcast fix. On this week's show, we bring you the latest on the outlook for the season and Pompey's position amid the COVID-19 crisis. There's also exciting developments over fans' favourite Steve Seddon's Pompey future. And we bring you bang up to speed with the situation over Pompey's low knees and what lies ahead for Christian Burgess this summer. We're now available on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Okay, you join us today for a special Pompey podcast, something that defies even my brain how we're, we're managing to do this here, even though we're in totally separate locations. I am in what Jordan and Neil like call Bogner. Bogner. <laughs> Neil is Cent- a Waterloo. Central Bogner, very much central Bogner. I like Bogner. I like it's Bogner. On, it's on the fringes. In fact, I always say it's Chichester. So. Yes, I'm in Chester, Neil's in Waterlooville, and Jordy is in Herbrook. Widley, actually. I think you find that's Widley. We're, we're is it Widley, Jordy? Yeah. yeah. I've, gone up, I've, got, I've gone up in the world from Purbrook, from being a Purbrook to now I'm in the uh, Widley aristocracy. The Widley aristocracy. So you're no longer an islander then? You've no, turned no. your back on your people? I do feel that very much. People talk to me about this, and I've been pulled by uh, Bob Beach on it. Um, yeah. Pompey fan, everyone knows about, and yeah, even though you would say it's just off the island, I'm no no longer an islander. You're um, no longer an islander, and so, Neil, as we all know, is a blow in anyway. Nuneaton, Aston Villa fan, the the works. So Neil, welcome. I do, li- I do actually, I do live next door to to Calvin Davis's uncle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For a split second there, I had mm. to remember who Calvin Davis was. Oh, uh, he's a good lad. Hey, hold on a no, minute. Lovely lad. Hold on. You're from Bogner, aren't you? <laughs> and you're going to say that there. It was just for a split second. I was going, Calvin Davis. Oh, Calvin Davis, of course, of course. It, <laughs> good it lad, wasn't meant to be bad in any way. Just for a split second, can remember who Calvin Davis was. So, But anyway, we're all in our individual homes, all on lockdown. All social distancing. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's that's a nice shot. As well. That's a great he's shot, though, isn't it? Yeah. Hello. He's back now. Can we make this like? Uh, can we make this a through the keyhole special of uh, Pompey Talk and just have a tour around everyone's houses? Wonder what, what well, they're like. The only one you would actually guess whose house it was would be Neil Allen's because he's got awards plaques everywhere. <laughs> The kids' pictures aren't on the mantelpiece. So. <laughs> What's that picture and in the background, Neil? What's that picture? Is that some sort of cricket ground? There that's, that e- that's Edgebaston. Oh, wow. um, on the occasion of Brian Lara gets a world record 501 not out in 1994. Neil and Neil. Signed, uh, well, I'd like to point out it's signed by all the players, Warwickshire players that day, apart from Brian Lara. <laughs> How Good much fancy, did he go for on eBay? It, well, he actually refused to sign it at uh, Hampshire one time. Really? Because he thought it might be sold on eBay, so he refused to sign it. Neil, I'm just worried, seeing as you've got such a cricketing background, that 
given the times that we are in, when there's no football being played, that you may end up having to do any Hampshire cricket reporting. <laughs> yeah. There'll be no cricket either, will there? There's no cricket either. So, no. yeah. Flooring that mark. Yeah, this is why we're all sitting here doing a podcast, because we've got nothing actually to write about, unfortunately. I suppose we better talk about what's going on or not then, shouldn't we? I know, I know. People are getting bored. So, okay then, Jordy, we'll start with you then. Coronavirus, um, the reason why we are all where we are at the minute. Is there any updates you can give the fans on Pompey's stance on the season? Where How do they feel? Should the season continue? Should it be played behind closed doors? What's what's the latest? Sure. Okay, so I mean the, the the actual narrative of Pompey that's been at the centre out with the players testing positive. I mean that's been well well documented now. But just just chatting to Mark Catlin over the past couple of days, and he's uh, interestingly got a, uh, a strong position on on both the the season being completed, which is kind of in keeping with with the, with the game in general, and then then also the, the actual ways in which they do that. Now we can't put a start date on when we're going to go into return and it's impossible to speculate at the moment, isn't it? But Mark believes that you can probably complete the season uh, with a pre-season of sorts uh, of, of two weeks and then cramming the, the remaining nine games and the playoffs into maybe a, a six to eight week period. So it's not really a great deal different to what Pompey would uh, be doing already in terms of, because they're going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday most, most weeks, weren't they, through the remainder of their their schedule and then uh, just a two week gap between the seasons Mark believes is enough which would make for a heck of a period of recruitment but with Pompey being diligent and those are, are plans are well, well ahead already um, he thinks he can probably cram the rest of the season in a, maybe a, a, a 12 to 14 week time frame Neil we're hearing all the time from different sources that the Premier League don't want the season to continue well some Premier League clubs but do you get what's your point do you think Pompey should be one of those ones encouraging the season to, to be played to a finish? What do you mean? What do you think? Oh, it's gone. Played, or should we just uh, should we just ignore it all completely and start again afresh whenever we can? Uh, uh, well, I think people at this moment in time are missing football and they want something to look forward to, don't they, really? And I think with the UEFA Championships delayed until next year, there's more time, isn't there? They've got more time over the summer. Now, they're not going to play in May, let's face it, really. They're not going to play in May. So you're looking at June onwards, aren't you, then? And uh, there's, there's time for Pompey. You can delay the next season. There's time for these clubs to fulfil this season. And it just seems a shame that this far into the season, where Pompey have nine league games left, to suddenly expunge it and end it. And now that there will be arguments to end the season, no doubt about that. And you can understand them. But uh, Pompey... And the Football League and the Premier League do have time on their hands, don't they? There's no rush. Do you even think the season, if, if the decision is made to play the season out, concluded, do you think, though, there should be, it should be played behind closed doors if that's what is deemed necessary? Again, it goes on government gui- guidelines, doesn't it? If they're saying no mass meetings, they could have to. But then again, how can you tell players, right, we want you to play against those players over there, they could have coronavirus. Yeah, and it goes back. It goes back. There's, there's a whole thing about you can test somebody today for coronavirus and they're fine. Yeah, after they've taken the test, they might pop to the shop to get some milk and, and get it then. And then yeah. the test shows they're fine. You just don't know, and and that's the risk. And you think about when Pompey were meant to play against Accrington at home. <laughs> now, 
we would later found out a few days later that four of those players tested positive for the coronavirus. But did they get it before the game? We don't know. Did Accrington players have it? We don't know. And, that, and that's the thing. You, you can't put players against players if that's still out there. Because, again, it can transmit. But if, I've also read reports that clubs may be asked to quarantine themselves within hotels, say. So guarantee that there's no coronavirus within the squad, giving them the opportunity then to fulfil fixtures. If you have such draconian measures, do you think that will work? If, if, if clubs are separate, shut down, they come into contact with nobody bar the team themselves. Is that not a way forward then? But then you'd have to test players every day, wouldn't you? You'd have to test staff every day. Um, it just gets ludicrous, doesn't it? They, the, th- the point is, they've got a lot of time, the, the football. Now, we're talking purely football sense, playing on the pitch. There's a lot of time. However, financially, a lot of clubs perhaps haven't got time because they could fold. So that's the <laughs> other issue. It's all very well saying, well, give them time. But financially, clubs are in deep trouble. And they've had this payment, this forwarded payment from the Football League recently, which will help them for, say, six weeks or so. But they've still got other issues of funding players across the summer and there's no income. Jordy, Neil Tots is on the point of finances, but Pompey yeah. seems to be one of those rare clubs, especially at this level, who, whose bank balance seems to be not too bad from what we gather. Well, I mean, look at the clubs that within no more than a week or so of a suspension to football are immediately saying that the players need to defer their wages. Look at Birmingham, look at Leeds United, big clubs. Now, what does this say about the state of the game? There's, a, there's an issue here that needs to come to the fore and hopefully if any, any good can come out of this whole crisis, then this may be one area where we have to look at how sustainable these, these clubs are, that they're in a position where they can't, they can't pay wages within that sort of time frame. It's ludicrous. Now, thankfully, Portsmouth uh, um, are now run on a more sustainable basis than they ha- ever have been in, in the past. And, um, and there'll be accounts coming out shortly, I understand, uh, uh, to, the, to that tune as well. So it, it's, great. it's great that Pompey are in that position, uh, but this now needs to be the line in the sand. And I think it was coming to that before the coronavirus anyway, that... that, that these debts that clubs are accruing where they get into a position where they can't do this it, it, it needs to be dealt with the fact that clubs like the Rochdales of this world I heard he's the chief executive of Rochdale speaking about their income comes from um, when a match day through sponsorship through the through the turnstiles now that perhaps we, we can look at these payments and, and so helping these people out but there needs to be a line in the stand, sand over this and First and foremost on the whole issue of, of, of the finance, we have to just wait until, and, and when we come back, we have to wait until it's a, a safe time to do that. Uh, I think that has to be a fundamental, whether that means, I think we can forget about this idea of the, of the leagues being done and dusted by June the 30th. We might have to just look at you know, August, September, whenever it is, and then it, extend it over a couple of the seasons. So safety first, but then you know, we, have to look at, we have to look at a sustainability factor as well. And don't forget the penalty clauses. That's what, this is what this is all about. Mark Cannon speaking very well about the, the, the matter at the weekend. The, the £750 million we hear about for, from penalty clauses for, for the TV companies, that would probably be the, 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 the most motivating of factors for getting the season finished. Well, Neil, do you want to explain to our one listener um, about the contract <laughs> situation? Um, obviously, if the season if the season does go the on, sound, man? that's Baby the sound man. <laughs> Nobody else is listening. Um, if the season does go on beyond, say, even June the first, um, mm. well, 
there's going to be issues with contracts, but that seems that seems to be something that clubs are already taking into consideration, and there will be an opportunity to extend um, all contracts that are due to expire, so that they can fulfil fixtures with the current squads that they have. It's, it's chaos, though, isn't it? Because if any players got a pre-contract agreement, what happens to them? They can't yeah. play in this league. Do they extend their, their contract with the club they're about to leave? And then the other thing is all the players who are out of contract on, on June the 30th, uh, do they have to all sign new deals or do clubs pick and choose which ones they want to keep? Because then you've got players who can't play for a good few months because they can't even train with any clubs because there's, there's nowhere for them to go. They're in limbo. Um, it's a real mess, that is, especially the, the player situation. The, another really good example, speaking to Brian Howard about this, who, who's an agent. Uh, a club could be playing on June the 30th, a player plays in that match, next day he might be out of work. So, what happens to that player if he gets injured? He's got no one to look after him. So, the, the, the ramifications are horrendous, really, playing contract-wise. Uh, loans won't be an issue. Players will have like an agreement to, to extend loans with, with players. That's not a problem at all. But uh, it's those players who, whose contracts are out on, on June the 30th. That they're the ones you can look at. Yeah. Um, Neil mentions loans, Jordy. Um, we've been fortunate to be in a position where Pompey are still able to think of transfers, etc., where a lot of the clubs are even struggling. Um, there's been a bit of chat over this past <clears> few days that they're looking to to maybe look at bringing in Steve Seddon and Ross McCrory on permanent deals. You've been on top of that, haven't you? Well, yes, um, just literally, as we say, what, two o'clock on, uh, on Monday, just put the story live about Steve Seddon, uh, Pompey, Arkeen, and, and I'm having conversations with Birmingham about the prospect of, of bringing in Steve Seddon permanently, which would probably, out of the four of all the lone lads would be the one one to excite he's, he's made a heck of an impression hasn't he Steve Seddon since he's been here um, probably now ahead of Lee Brown and you know, and, and Brandon Hounsdrop in that left back role um, really added something to the team both in a, a attacking intent and set pieces and assists I mean that well, you know, the left foot is always seem to have a wand of a left foot, don't they? And he, he found, he's firmly in that category. Really made a big impression. Um, so Pompey are talking, and it's worth picking up on the fact that they believe that all the uh, all the lone lads um, would be open to the prospect of, of joining permanently, and that's a testament to how much they've enjoyed their their time at the club, whether it's been for, for the season. Or, or from from January, but Steve said, and they uh, had a conversation with with Berman. I think they're slightly concerned about valuations um, and how much uh, Berman are putting a, a figure on him. And I'm, I'm sure that's been pushed up in, in the wake of uh, an impressive loan spell at Pompey as well. So um, perhaps I think their valuation might be a little above what, what Pompey would be willing to pay. So Berman, of course, have got financial difficulties, though, haven't they? Um, you know, there's one of the clubs we just were referencing deferring their players' wages, and it looks like they're going to be hit with a, another. Well, they have been hit with a, um, another hit from the EFL over financial regulations. They've already had points deducted, and looks like they are going to go down the same route again. So maybe that's something Pompey could utilise to their advantage in in negotiations. From Steve Seddon's part, certainly all the noises he's made to the news in, on a number of occasions now about wanting to find a permanent home, and um, he's not at Portsmouth. 
to impress Burnham. He's come he's coming down with Portsmouth being his priority. Um, and you get the feeling that he's not best pleased, although he's very, very diplomatic about the way he was bombed out at Birmingham, making a few starts at the five starts at the start of the season and then not appearing since. Um, and out of Pep Clotet's fans, um, he's been welcomed with open, open arms at Pompey and, and, and made to be really you know, brought in to the club's bosom. And, and now, it, um, yeah, he it, it seems to be settled here and, and opens the idea of coming to Pompey permanently. It is a priority, isn't he? It is it, it, a priority. It is one probably have to get. Because um, yeah. Raggett's out of contract in the summer anyway. So if they want Raggett, they can have him, can't they, really? They can negotiate with him. There's no club mm. involved. But uh, Seddon's the one that's been the most impressive for, for me, of the loans. Um, and you look at McGeehan, not done enough for me yet. Uh, and McCrory's done well, but he's obviously been impacted on, by injuries, hasn't he? And uh, he's trying to re-establish himself as a, an attacking right-back. And he's done quite well there as well. But it's Seddon's the one, isn't it? Mm. Well, what quite interesting. These... Well, the McCrory one's quite interesting, isn't it? Because I don't think people necessarily would have thought that, that Pompey would be open to taking him permanently. And certainly, ranges all the noises about him coming here was that it was a development loan. Now, it, it seems that Pompey would be keen to take Ross permanently, given that he's had those hamstring injuries. It's been a bit stop-start for him. You, it would have been one or two that might be surprised that that's the case and thought he would would be going back. But certainly, seems a sentiment within Pompey that they'd be like they would like to have McCrory. Uh, longer term, whether Rangers would be amenable to that's another matter entirely. Just going back to the Seddon situation, and just it's relevant to another story you did over the weekend in Lee Brown. Jordy, if, if Pompey are after Seddon, it, it pushes Lee Brown further down the pecking order. He's not going to be playing regular football, but we ran a story saying that Pompey are, are looking to take up the option of that one year deal. Would Brown mm. even accept that then if he knows he's not going to be playing? as often as what he would like. Well, I expect he'd take a, a contract if, if Pompey were to offer him one. And obviously, as you say, there's the uh, the 12-month option. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple, there's a few strands to this. I don't quite, one, I don't quite get the uh, the angst and ire towards Lee Brown from, from a section of Pompey fans. Um, I think he, he, he's been a sturdy, dependable addition. Um, and what Pompey fans obviously won't, won't see about Lee Brown is, is how important he is around the club. He came at a time and it wasn't enough leaders at Pompey and he, and he really added a presence mm. uh, to, to the dressing room and I think that's been you can't en- underestimate how important that's been and I mean representing that is the fact that he was named vice captain this season so I think that, that that's really important important to the to the whole narrative now the, the, on the actual nuances of the deal um, there's an option for, for Pompey to extend it for 12 months in Pompey's favour but obviously the, the way things are panning out this season that uh, the season is more, more than likely to go beyond when that the date when that option has to be taken up by. So Pompey would probably end up having to take a take a you know a punt on Lee Brown uh, because perhaps there was some that would be saying certainly good a good solid League One defender. Uh, what would it, you know? He'd probably have questions to answer and to prove to people that he could do it in the Championship. Uh, but as it as it goes, Pompey might just need to to take that option, uh, and it's kind of taken almost a bit a bit out of their hands with, with the way it's panning out. Um, and yeah, you know, and as I say, probably that Lee Brown will be around for another twelve months at least. But there's a lot of pluses in that. Neil, we're very wanting to throw you under the bus in terms of contracts. Um, <laughs> Christian Burgess, um, he's obviously out of contract. We've heard from Christian himself through another source that he's had offers on the table from other clubs. Do you, do you think he'll be at Pratton Park next season? 
the club have said they're still in negotiations, they're still talking to him. He's saying that he's examining his options. So we don't know, but the situation's changed, isn't it? It's not simply he could go at the end of the season. They might have to keep him for another few months beyond that. And then does that affect him? Should he want to go to another club on the pre-contract agreement? You just don't know. And, um, and the other thing is, um, will clubs, because of the financial problems, will their squad size shrink? Will their budget shrink? Are they less likely to be able to recruit players such as Christian Burgess or whether? Can Pompey still afford to keep Christian Burgess? We don't know. And that, that's the sort of scenarios that are being thrown up at the moment. Uh, obviously, he loves this area, this club. Uh, he's, he's a tremendous figure around the place. And he's, he's, made, he's made it very much clear that he would consider staying at Pompey. But there's a lot for him to consider at the moment. This is his best season of his Pompey five seasons here, isn't it? Uh, for me, shoe in for player of the year. He's in demand now as well. Who wants him? They're going to offer him more than a one-year deal, definitely. So, Neil, you've just thrown in there that Christian Burgess is your elected... Uh, oh, definitely, of, yeah. Player of the year elect. Yeah. You're sick, Jordy, sick way into this one, aren't you? Jordy, now you must choose. If the season was to finish now, Jordy, who do you go for? Um, I think I wrote just a few days ago, probably be out, out of uh, uh, Christian Burgess or another real comeback king in, in Sean Raggett. What a way he's turned around his fortunes in, in his time at Pompey. Um, but uh, if you had to put a gun to my head, um, I'd have to concur with, with Neil. I think Christian Burgess would, would get my vote. Uh, the caveat to that is two big players of the season. Well, the season is going to be longer, isn't it? But if, uh, if they'd been around a, a, a bit longer, both um, Steve Seddon and, um, and Alex Bassey's surprised a lot of people with his form since coming in in January. Two January editions that um, if you know if you were doing a half a se- you know the season, then uh, they'd, they'd probably probably get your vote. Um, so yeah, both both worthy worthy of mention as well. Neil, Jordy mentioned Raggett there. His his transformation at Pompey's been unbelievable, hasn't it? Really, like yeah, he had a very difficult start, didn't he? He, he, he was struggling badly, wasn't he? And there were some poor results and uh, uh, lack of match time, and he he'd barely played. I think he played like twice in the, in the previous 12 months and uh, it showed but he, he's come through it he's won the fans over hasn't he he's become a bit of a cult figure uh, tremendous uh, the mental strength from him as well is outstanding isn't it it really is and uh, he, he's done really really well and um, yeah it's an interesting one about whether Pompey keep him isn't it um, there, there's no agreement in place like I say he's a free agent in the summer so that'll be wanting to, to explore but for me, Burgess has been the outstanding player consistently. And as Jordan said, like Raggett, Burgess had a hell of a story this season. At one point, he was fourth choice centre-half with Tom Naylor ahead of him. Uh, and he's come through that with, to play such a massive part, scoring goals since the turn of the year as well. Uh, superb from Christian Burgess. And uh, he's really taken to the club. He's a fantastic figure around it and in the community and uh, a tremendously popular player. And there's not many left of that, uh, that side that won the league two title, are there? And uh, uh, only him and, uh, him and Gareth Evans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I do know you've got a, a phone call conversation with Kenny Jacket and the take place. We're not even allowed to go down the training ground under these circumstances, which is understandable. Quite so, right, yeah. too. Quite right. <laughs> so, Neil, Neil, Neil has to phone Kenny Jacket now for the next few minutes to get the latest from the manager. Um. Yeah. Thank you, lads. It's been. I've learned something today. Didn't know we could do this type of thing. 
I'm sure there's some people <laughs> out there wishing that we didn't learn how to do these things, but unfortunately we have. Um, We've all learned about that lovely clock, clock you've got in your kitchen there as well, Mark, yes. which looks like a sombrero if you angle it, angle it correctly as well. You did say clock there, I'm glad to say. I, did, I, did, I, did, I, did, I think I stuttered slightly, but hopefully the edit will sort that out. Mark, well, can you show us your, can you, can you flip round and show us your, your, your room there? No, yeah. my favorite. Come on, Mark. Come on. My, come my on. wife's been in the kitchen and she's left a bit of a mess. You did so... say calm there, Mark, didn't you? Calm. <laughs> Go on, show us. Come on. Come on. No. Oh, look at that, Gaff. That's what head of sport money buys you. Whoa, look at that. Finch to light. Silly day bug that. Honestly, that feature light again. Go back, go back. Feature light. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, anything you want to say, lads, to the, the, the one listener who's he's probably turned off by now, but like any any final words of advice before we hang up? Stay, stay in, safe, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. The, the sun, the sun always shines in South Sea as well. Remember that. The sun always shines in South Sea. Right, lads. Well, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Um, probably September. Um, but between now and then, stay safe and um, take care of yourselves. Yeah.